Welcome to Working Mom Hour. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Working Mom Hour. I'm Erica. And I'm Madeline. We're working moms, business partners, and friends with kids at different ages and stages. We know moms tend to get more done in an hour than the average human, yet are often misunderstood and underappreciated in the workplace. We are here to shine a light on the working mom experience to help ourselves and others step into and advocate for the superpower. We are not experts. We're two women who have been there and are still there, kids, clients, and all. Join us as we cultivate more joy in working motherhood at the corner of calm and chaos. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Working Mom Hour. Today, we are talking about putting motherhood on our resumes. But before we get into it, Erica, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Joe and I went to a concert for the first time, first live music concert um, a couple nights ago. I know. It was incredible. Outdoors, perfect weather, outdoor, ton of fun. And I'm still in a lot of pain recovering from being out until 1 a.m. on a Tuesday. It was was worth it. Totally worth it. Who'd you see? Mm. We saw My Morning Jacket and Brittany Howard. And she was- incredible. I was not as familiar. She's a lead singer of of Alabama Shakes, and I was not as familiar with her, and she captivated me. I've been listening to her ever since. She was pretty incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we went to Jason Mraz a couple weeks ago, and it was powerful to be there. And then they're small concerts, too, because no one's seeing live music, and they're, you know, everyone's wearing masks, but it's powerful to be there. Yeah, yeah. We stood the entire time and we were like right up front. It was, it was really, it was an incredible first entree back into live music. And now pain. (laughs) And now now pain. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm, yeah, I'm excited about today just because the topic feels in alignment. I think for people listening to us, we're probably recording this a month ago. Um, So we just finished like all of our branding and launched on social media. And so it's been really exciting and, I think we've found that as we've started to work with more and more partners, we're hiring more working moms and Mm -hmm. like that's our preference and what we're gravitating towards. So it just feels like this topic is timely. And I would I would say that we are launching as quickly as we are and moving forward because we're working with yes. these working moms that are just knocking it out for us very yes. quickly. It's been amazing um, to have these conference calls while, you know, these moms are holding babies and writing I notes know. at the same time. And it's just so energizing and it's like what the world should be like. So okay. yeah, motherhood on the resume, this topic sort of kicked off when this article hit from the CEO of Hey Mama. Um, Her name is Katya Libin. And the beginning of summer, she wrote this article for NBC News. And motherhood is referred to as the training ground of leadership. Um, And it's in the context of how working moms face employment bias. Yes. It's obviously not a new issue, but it is a hot topic right now in particular because we saw millions, I think four or five million women leave the workforce in the past year as a result of COVID and the unequal 
naturally the unequal division of labor that persists in the home with childcare and other duties. And that's a whole other topic that we're going to cover in a future episode. But I really liked the way this article put it when talking about moms trying to re-enter the workforce. It said the workforce has long been unkind to working moms. Unkind. It's so simple and true. And now another 2 million of those women remain unemployed. So the question becomes, how do we help these 2 million mamas return to work? Yeah. I mean, this really shines light on a big reason why we're here um, and why we're doing this working mom hour thing in the first place. There's so much shame associated with being a mom in the workplace. And I think it stems from the social norms that historically have positioned motherhood as a weakness in the office, leading to, you know, at times hiding the fact that we have kids when we're around colleagues and supervisors. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the tendency to frame things like I have to go get my kids, like if we're leaving a meeting versus I get to go Mm -hmm. get my kids. And most of the time, I would say it's not that we're frustrated about the task. It's like we assume it's a burden to others. And the tendency is to simply align with the existing perception if we're not intentional about that. Oh, yes. And that shame, I think, penetrates right through to our core, how we show up at work, how we show up at home, how we feel about ourselves, like the list goes on and it's this ripple effect. Um, But in reality, motherhood makes us superhuman. You know, we're people outside of our roles and our value is more than we are likely being compensated for or recognized for. And, you know, quite frankly, we're not giving ourselves enough credit for. But I'm not sure, you know, why do we hide this? I'm sure we could come up with a few reasons, um, and we did in some of the findings that we found. Um, But I'm curious to know, when you were in a traditional workplace, did you find that you, like, had to hide being a mother? Mm. If you asked me three years ago, I would have probably said no. But I, I think that I've developed a lot more awareness over the past few years. And, I mean... Totally. Yes. I mean, I've always loved working and looking back on being a young woman climbing the ladder in the corporate world when it came to being a working mom, I just had this mindset that I wanted to keep things the same after having kids and I was going to do it like my hours, my output. And part of that was my ego. And part of that was (laughs) being naive to think that being a working mother was somehow a hindrance to my career for sure. For sure, for sure. I think, you know, I also had few female leaders or models for me in the workplace. And the ones I did have certainly did not shout their motherhood from the rooftops. And I don't blame them. (laughs) I really don't. I mean, it was hard enough trying to prove ourselves as a young woman in the boardroom. I know you can relate to that. And I think really like the greatest part of being a working mom and sort of like coming into my own in this role is my ability to connect with people now in this like real relatable way. I mean, most career women, I think it was like 85% or something will have kids at some point during their careers. And I guess with, I mean, for men, it's probably more because there's more 
men working than women working. But yeah, I think the moment I became open to sharing my vulnerabilities and just like sharing my reality personally and professionally, I noticed that it, it gives others permission to do the same. I think talking about it is so important. What about you? I think similar to your experience, I certainly didn't recognize in the moment that I was hiding the fact that I was a mother mm-hmm. until I was out of the traditional work environment. And in hindsight, I think where I really probably felt it was in the evenings. You know, the agency culture, you don't leave at 5 or 5.30, but that's when, you know, my one-year-old at the time ate dinner. And more times during the week, probably than I'd like to admit, I was texting our nanny because I was in mid-conversation or I was in a meeting and I was texting her to feed Ellie dinner and I'd make it home for bath time. And I just, I didn't have the guts to end those conversations or step out of the meeting. I didn't want to be judged for not prioritizing work. How Mm -hmm. messed up is that? But, you know, I can't beat myself up for it now. I know it's a common issue. And when we sort of dug into, as we were preparing to have this discussion, there's one policy that's written by the Society for Human Resource Management which is an organization, I'll pull it up, that exists to, quote, create better workplaces where employers and employees thrive together, end quote. And they suggest that employers use this language when talking about children in the workplace, quote, employees are welcome to bring their children to visit their work site, provided the visits are infrequent, brief, and planned in a fashion that limits disruption to the workplace. If <laughs> I'm... <laughs> it's it's like bring them, bring them, but like as long as you don't really do it that much, right? Just like, right. like yeah, you can really do it, but don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better if the frequency, length, or nature of visits becomes problematic. The employee will be advised of the situation and will be expected to take corrective action. And like quote. problematic for whom? <laughs> right. I know, I know, I know. especially yeah. especially post-COVID, I, I hope the language is updated. And if you think about it, like when you become pregnant and you work through your leave, pregnancy is one of the most common causes of short-term disability leave. Yeah. And like words matter, right? When you use words like, <laughs> let's look through, disruption, problematic, corrective action, short-term disability in conjunction with having children, why would we believe that there's an upside to owning motherhood in the workplace? Uh, it's yeah, it's aggravating. It's cl- <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, it's very clear to me reading this language that it was not written by a mother and probably not a woman. Like the employee will be advised of the situation that like reminds me when you're on an airplane with a screaming child and someone's like, um, have you tried feeding her? You're like, um, yeah. are you fucking kidding? Me? <laughs> yes. I am aware that there's like 150 people listening to my child screaming right now. Like I am not, my head is not in the clouds Yeah, Thank you. I appreciate your concern, but <laughs> please stop. Oh, yes. unsolicited advice is my favorite. Oh, yeah. I, you know, perception becomes reality. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's time to change this perception, frankly. Yeah, it's time. I think working moms need PR more than ever. <laughs> I guess who better to do that than to PR <laughs> That's what we're gals doing. <laughs> talking about being a working mom. 
So, you know, the family demands associated with COVID and all these millions of women that exited the workforce. This article also mentions that the U.S. Chamber CEO recently proclaimed that solving the worker shortage is the nation's top priority as it is currently holding back the economy. So I think there's a connection between the number of women out of the workforce to the current worker demand and Obviously, this shortage is headlining daily. Everyone's having trouble finding talent. And I think if we can create environments that better support mothers, work environments that better support mothers, that can be an obvious solution. Yeah. Katya's article, we were, we were, we literally are calling them jaw dropping statistics because I think individually, when we were in a traditional work environment and talking to other working moms, and as we've sort of built this community, we knew innately what the issues were, but we didn't really realize collectively looking at the statistics, right? Numbers don't lie, how much of an issue it really is. So for example, pay for first-time moms dropped by 30%, which is a byproduct of the pre-existing gender wage gap and the fact that the majority of childcare responsibilities, um, again, still predominantly fault women, who then have to reduce their hours as a result. But dads make about 20% more than child-free men because of several factors, including hours worked, increased effort, and positive discrimination. Positive discrimination. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's pause on this for a second. This was crazy to me because it's like, And this is so true. It's like a woman gets pregnant, has kids, loses pay, salary goes down, and is seen as not putting enough time into work. A man has a kid, tends to get promoted, (laughs) according to this study, more pay, and he's seen of as is he's looked at, at fondly like a man leaving a meeting to get his kids from school. That's so oh, cute. So <laughs> cute. He gets a gold star. He's a star. good dad. Gold yeah. star. Yeah, that's simply not the perception when a woman does the same. I mean, I feel that way. I feel like it's I think it's heartwarming when someone's like, I'm going to preschool graduation or, you know, I'm going to my kids' soccer game, but I know that is not the norm. And I had these these perceptions in my brain up until a couple years ago as well. So, well, yes, your perceptions aren't unfounded because as we continue to dive into these statistics, 72% of working men and women are reported to say that women are penalized in their careers for having children while men aren't 72%. One in four mothers admit they're concerned about their colleagues' perceptions once they have children And one in five women are nervous about telling their employers that they're pregnant to begin with. And again, these fears are unfortunately justified. Last statistic, 41% of workers believe moms are less devoted to their work than non-moms and 38% judge them for needing more flexible work schedules. And, you know, we need to stop judging ourselves. Like we're included in that 38%. We judge ourselves for, Mm -hmm. you know, needing a more flexible work schedule. But what the world hasn't realized yet is that motherhood forces positive growth. Totally. You know, like we and, and the teams that are around us, just there's something in us that clicks and we begin to work smarter, not harder. 
Yeah, I truly believe that. And that is working mom hour or the mom hour to a T. We work smarter, not harder. And that influences the people around us to do the same. I think many of us, as we're progressing in our career and become mamas, we're managing other people and influencing how they operate. And I certainly want the childless people on my team to have a life outside of work and be efficient with their time while they're working so that they can do that because it makes us all better in like every aspect. It's a huge reason why I want working moms in my corner. We want and use them as our vendors, writers, you know, colleagues. You can rely on working moms in a different way. I think we're tuned in. We're not ruminating on the wrong things because we don't have time. It's talent. It's talent that has perspective and character. We've been through some stuff. Yep. <laughs> Let's just say we've been through some stuff. And we've talked about this before. Like if, if we're going to be taking something on or doing something, it has to be worth the time away f- from our kiddos. Mm-hmm. So we make, we really do make the best use of our time. When we saw Hey Mama launched this campaign um, and they launched it formally, it's called Motherhood on the Resume to tackle this stigma head on from, you know, by advertising from the get go that we're working mothers and that we have additional strengths as employees. And I like how Katya sort of suggests that this approach combats the implicit and explicit bias by proclaiming that motherhood is something ambiguously positive, not to mention a common life choice. I think you quoted what was like 85% of working women will become mothers, Mm -hmm. right? So it also helps demonstrate that the skills mothers use to keep families afloat are absolutely transferable to the workplace. So when we read this, we just, we loved this and supported this idea. We did a great clubhouse session on it because we know we have so many valuable skills and it's really hard to recognize them in ourselves. Yeah. Humility being one of those skills, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. I think like reflecting on what you just said, I think as I've gone through personal development, I've discovered that at heart and when I'm my best self, I'm a nurturer. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as I've learned to bring my nurturing self into the workplace, you know, I've always been a nurturer with my kids, but bringing that into the workplace has helped me in so many ways in working with like supporting you and supporting Marla, Mm -hmm. our, our other partner. And supporting our clients because we are often working with people who we're all just emotional beings going about our day, going through our emotions. Like we all need nurturing, no matter how powerful an executive you are. Those, you know, those folks need the most fucking nurturing. But yeah, I think that motherhood has forced, you talked about forcing positive growth. I've seen that in my life and it's helped me professionally in that way a ton and the perspective thing. So yeah, I hear this. And I I mean, genius. I love creative PR campaigns. This is one of them. When I saw it, I was like, yes, why didn't we, you know, it's like a, (laughs) why didn't we think of this? This is so logical um, and creative. So I, I bought in, I added working mom to my LinkedIn headline. I haven't needed to update my resume this year, but if I 
were to do that, I could see working it into the summary or objective statement at the top, probably. I could also see it listed as a separate position with elaboration on those specific skill sets. I mean, it's the logic you use when someone's changing careers. Just look at the the skills you're doing in a certain role or industry and then see how they transfer to what you're you're trying to do. So I would yep. recommend doing the same thing with being a mama. And if you're not ready to put it on paper, I don't blame you. And I think you're probably (laughs) not alone. We need to be the change in order to make it happen. I mentioned our third partner, Marla, she doesn't have kids. Um, And she, she shared with us that while there are obviously boundaries to set between work and personal life, she mentioned that getting the chance to work alongside working moms has allowed her the space to share what's going on in her personal life as well. Like, in our meetings, we're like, I'm on my period or my parents are driving me crazy or, you know, we just, we just Uh do that. Yeah. And back to your nurturing point, I think Marla benefits from that. I benefit from it. Um, You know, we talk about the concept too of when you're just not feeling good or you're feeling like the first day I had to drop my kiddos off from school and being able to be like, hey, I'm not going to be hundred percent. I think mothers in general help to create this environment where if someone isn't feeling 100%, it's all right to to take the day and be blue and to not have to operate at 100%. And, you know, folks don't feel comfortable doing that in many work environments. But as a mom, you know, you can give them a hug and say, hey, tomorrow's going to be better. Take today. Only mm-hmm. do what you have to. I think that comes with the perspective, like, this isn't going to be a life and death situation. So we're able to make (laughs) space. Now it it takes some personal work to be able to have a, you know, have, have a a bucket for someone else to drop their issues into and to have space (laughs) for that. But I think that is also motherhood is also ripe. Right oh for my that. gosh. One of my favorite stories, and you'll have to go into it another time, but when your baby realized that she's never going to grow wings and just how oh. devastating <laughs> that was for this little toddler to realize that like that's never going to happen for her and being able to transfer that nurturing nature to a CEO that had a bad interview or is <laughs> dealing with a lot of stuff or, you know, that's their equivalent to realizing they're never going to grow wings. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal, but in the moment (laughs) it is. And it takes, it takes someone, um, a mom to, to recognize that and not discount feelings. We can um, link to the video of my three-year-old waking up thing. I I don't have wings. Oh, it was. <laughs> we'll just link in the show the, notes. <laughs> it was just it was just such a sweet moment. I'm so glad you you were able to capture that on video. Anyway, back to being working moms and and really thinking about being good leaders. We are CEOs of our households. We're managing these complex schedules and operations. You know, we're we're dealing with these interpersonal challenges. We are strategic planners and crisis managers when you realize that wings are never going to happen for you. And we're team players with many of us have, you know, partners that we have to be team players with. And we're extremely organized. And what else are we? Amazing listeners, diplomatic, uh, beloved managers and teachers. I really could keep going on how many things we are because we are everything our family may ever need from us and more because we have the ability 
to nurture and operate out of love and create this psychological safety, which you know we know is important to cultivate in in team settings. And we remember, you know, that we are fellow mothers, but also coworkers and managers and employers. We're decision makers, the decision makers primarily in households. That's also a very powerful thing. And the more we recognize and honor and amplify this fact, the more change that can be made to to spread this motherhood on the resume message. Yeah, the value of creating an environment where your people can feel free to be their authentic selves will pay back in spades. And it's also a job seekers market. So the time is ripe to advocate for what you want and need, even like in the negotiation process. I mean, the more real you can be upfront with with that, I think the more we can all set ourselves up mm-hmm. for success in in the ebb and flow of, of family life and work life and sort of normalizing the the talking about it in the workplace. Yeah. And I'm hoping in this, you know, post-COVID world, things change and move and evolve quickly for working moms. And, you know, all of our clients, every single one of them are hiring right now. Mm-hmm. It is a market that if if you want a job, you can have you can have a job. If you want to work five hours a week or 20 hours a week. I I mean, it's, there are options. There are. And, you know, as we continue these wonderful discussions, you know, a personal goal of mine is to help moms who are in a position or in a job or looking for a job and they have a skill and they're like, you know, I could do this on my own. I could, I could make it. I could, I could be my own boss, but there's something that's holding them back. My personal hope is that the more we have these conversations, we can help some of these moms make the decision to go Mm -hmm. work um, and be their own boss and, and recognize how powerful they can be, you know, helping others and and honing their craft, but, you know, on their own time during nap time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. And for when we don't know the answer, which is often we are master connectors. Yes. What did your mom say? You'll never be, what'd she say to you? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm often not the best at things, but I am the best at finding the best people. Um, so yes, I have made a whole career out of being able to find the right people to get the job done. So yeah. thanks, mom. <laughs> Anything else? Is that it? I think that's it for this discussion. We'll include the article that we talked about today, Motherhood on the Resume, that ran on NBC Earlier this summer, in our show notes, please rate us five stars and write a review if you feel inspired. It does truly help us out. And we are on social media at Working Mom Hour. Follow us, like us, engage with us there as well. We appreciate you. Thanks, Mads. Thanks. I appreciate you. Until next time. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.